Hi everyone, welcome back to American Lacey. Today I will be interviewing my friend Zara. You can introduce yourself now. Thank you. Yeah, hey everybody, my name is Zara. My pronouns are they, them. Um, I am tuning in from Ohlone land, which is colonially known as Oakland, California. Um, <clears throat> and I guess like, yeah, I got to meet Natasha uh, through Desi Rainbow Parents and Allies and we both have a lot of intersection around like wanting to build space for community, wanting to make people, you know, wanting to tell our stories, but also create a platform, right, for storytelling and seeing that as a, a way to heal. Um, so that's kind of how I how I spend a lot of my time. Uh, professionally, I work for a nonprofit in San Francisco called Baycat. Um, Baycat's both a film studio um, that takes client work as well as an academy that trains young people uh, on storytelling, mostly documentaries, some TV writing as well. Um, so yeah, I'm their DEI manager, um, which basically stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is kind of a newish, I didn't know about this industry before, like a few years ago. Um, and so, uh, it's basically a function of like operations and working with the team, making sure people feel a sense of belonging and, and, you know, to make sure that they want to come to work. Um, helping them advocate for themselves, things like that. So um, I, I love being able to serve a storytelling platform and a place that trains people how to tell stories in that capacity and make sure that the people doing the groundwork are feeling good. It's very challenging work. It's really fun. I enjoy it. And I, I'm just very passionate about storytelling. Yay. Well, me too. <laughs> and thank you again for being here. So my first question is, how do you identify and what does it mean to you? I identify as an educator, an organizer, a facilitator, an entrepreneur, um, queer, trans and non-binary, Pakistani and American, and I've been able to have many different jobs also in my life. I've been a teacher, I've been a, a filmmaker, I've been a film instructor, um, I've taught, uh, yeah, I've taught math and English, um, and I've also owned a business, I owned a food truck for a little while. Um, so yeah, to me, like, identity is, like, being able to lean into identity and the different facets and love all of them, to me, that's, like, true liberation, um, to, like, really just be able to live my truest self. Um, so... And I think another really important thing is like also having the, the freedom to um, be able to express fluidity like in your identities as, as you age or as you experience life. Like I, kind of, I go back and forth a lot between, uh, I've, I've been vegetarian most of my life, but I go back and forth between vegetarian and plant-based like here and there. And I, I, I love that. <laughs> I like having waves, you know, it's cool. Yeah. And it's like hard for some people to get because they, you know, they want me to pick, <laughs> pick one thing. Yeah. That's also a big part of like what being non-binary means to me is rejecting fitting in boxes or rejecting this or that thinking. Right. So part of what being non-binary is to me is also removing certain words from my language or, or when I do use these words, maybe reflecting a little hard, but like I'm trying to remove words like perfect, normal, um, better, you know, any sort of comparison, um, right. you know, so yeah, that's, that's what I've been thinking about these days and identity is, is just like really important and, and having, having the, the privilege also to lean into it and get to explore it 
is, uh, you know, that's, that's something I think about a lot too. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I like what you said about fluidity. I think that's really important. Thank you. So my next question is, are you religious and how does your religion view your sexuality and sexual identity? Um, I suppose I'm religious, yeah. Um, I practice spirituality every day um, through prayer and intention and, um, you know, um, I, I, the way that my spirituality looks in my day-to-day is I like to um, practice tarot. I like to, you know, think that I'm speaking with my guides or, you know, I, I like to think, um, I think about God as kind of like source energy or, you know, just kind of all around um, rather than one entity. Um, so to me, I see God in uh, like when I when I experience joy, like to me that's that's the presence of God. Um, I grew up Muslim, and I I I don't know. There's something about Islam that I'm very drawn to. Um, I really like the there's something mystical about it. Um, the music, I think, the rhythm, um, and yeah, I I think that. Um, I think it, it depends on what context, you know, I think I think religion can be practiced a lot of different ways. And I think that there's maybe this like, um, you know, understanding in the media, uh, you know, this understanding of Islam that like pop culture or media kind of perpetuates that it's very, you know, homophobic and kind of exclusive and, you know, unfair to women and things like that. And um, that's one perspective, yeah. <laughs> but I think every religion has, um, you know, that patriarchal kind of viewpoint and that, that viewpoint that certainly serves certain groups of people over others. But if you, I think if you look at Islam from other perspectives, um, you know, I think I, I think there's a lot of beauty in, and, and also like how queer of us to just like, you know, own how we own our relationships with with God or like, you know, just redefine our relationships with God. I think that's part of the liberation is like, who cares? I can do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. You can, you can believe whatever you want and however you want. That's very true. I like that. Yeah. My last question is how did your friends and family react when you came out? think of like quote unquote come out like a lot of times in my life so I'm gonna think about like which which experiences I want to share with you um and I also just want to point out that like um I've been thinking about just intentionality with language and like words and meanings and how a lot of our language and perspectives uh especially around like describing queer identity um because it is from a very like western lens of like you know this colonial separation of masculine and feminine role into roles into like men and women like it hasn't always been that way um so when we talk about coming out it's like you're in this closet and like this darkness you know like just like not alone not supported and then it's like you come out and so I just want to like point to the language that like I think even like deconstructing that concept and like shifting the focus away from that concept of like how do people react when you told them you were outside of the expected norm like that's kind of where I've been 
in terms of thinking about queer folks' journeys. Um, for me, I had two very different experiences when I came out as like gay or queer in my early 20s. Um, and, <clears throat> and then a different experience when I um, came out as trans and non-binary in 2020. And that was also 2019, 2020. That was also kind of like where like, I just became a little bit louder about my, um, I don't know, my thoughts and feelings about the world and, you know, just, yeah, just what, you know, just how maybe we should be more intentional about how we spend our energy. There's a lot of people suffering out here. Um, yeah. So to me, it's all kind of connected. Queerness is like just very much like my lifestyle, how I live. Um, it's tied into like how I try to show up in spaces how I talk to people. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I didn't really answer the question tonight. <laughs> no, but, but you had a lot of very insightful knowledge, which is, I think that is like the concept of coming out is kind of, Thank you, you know, I like, I agree with that, that like, why should you have to come out? Because it's because you're not part of the norm, but I would also oh. like to just like hear yeah. about how your family reacted because Absolutely. I know in immigrant cultures, it's yes. a little different than there's a bit of a different experience so I wanted yes. to talk thank about you. your experience so yeah and thank you for receiving that with so much grace and then also just like you're really good at communicating you're really great, great at like making me understand like you know giving me feedback about what I'm saying but also like making sure I feel affirmed um so thank you for that oh, no problem <laughs> My friends and family reacted um, very supportively for the most part when I came out um, in my early 20s. Um, my family was really sweet. Um, I had a partner who I was with for a long time. We were married for seven years. We were together for 10. And my family was really, really supportive of her and our relationship. Um, you know, I think there's still like, confusing family dynamics and things like that and there's still like you know there's there's you know there was still there's still healing in the relationship for sure and there are certain things that are we're still kind of struggling to see each other and hold space for one another's feelings around certain things but i feel pretty confident we're we're getting there um so the, tra the trans and non-binary stuff i think has been a little bit more confusing um what I'm proposing is my gender identity, I understand really challenges a lot of people's understanding of some really fundamental core values in this world. Um, and I'm just straight up asking to challenge that, <laughs> dismantle it. Yeah. So I understand that that's hard for some folks to take in. Um, and for me, it's like when people respect my pronouns, I really appreciate that. Um, that's really making me, and not just like to, respect my pronouns like to my face and then not behind my back because you can tell because you know when people practice they, they you know they're, right, they're right. really intentional when they're around you uh, and when they don't you can tell that they haven't put as much intention as you would like right so um, yeah so I um, so my friends and family definitely have been supportive over the years and at the same time it's a complicated and, and you know, challenging relationship. Um, there's a lot to kind of, you know, 
there's a there, there, there's a lot there which is i think probably what drew us both to they see rainbow right it's really nice yeah. to be in no community. i yeah yeah, go ahead. No, no, I agree. I was saying with everything you're saying that like uh, being in Daisy Rainbow and just being Indian and being queer and I know like well I'm not non-binary or trans, but I have I know to have friends who are and are Indian and that's a lot harder for people to wrap their brain around because I feel like in our culture the gender binary is so ingrained in their like DNA, like women are supposed to do this, men are supposed to do this, like it's so deep inside them that it's really hard to unlearn, which I get, but it's also like, it's important to dismantle these belief systems. Otherwise it will continue for many generations and we don't want many generations to suffer with that, so. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I think queerness is celebrated in a lot of cultures in pre-colonial times. Yeah. We are often, queer queer and trans folks are often, you know, healers and leaders and just like really wise, you know, bring wise and and magical energy to communities. So I just want to like make sure I say that as as loud as I can. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think this is beautiful. So, and thank you again for sharing all of this with me on this podcast i really appreciate you being here oh my pleasure thank you for doing this work keep going you're really good at it um and we need more stories you know we need more stories we need more representation so i agree thank you (laughs) thanks again for listening i hope you all have a good day thank you Yay, thanks again, Zara. Yeah, my pleasure.